0: What would it feel like to be free? Do you constantly try and make changes in your life but always slip back into old ways? I used to be constantly frustrated by my lack of willpower. What I never knew is that there was a reason why I could not control myself and that there are processes that you can follow to regain your freedom. I interview some of the most knowledgeable and compassionate minds talking about breaking all varieties of bad habits and how to actually live a joyful and fulfilling life. Listen to the show and hit subscribe to free yourself from the shackles of the mind. And if you find some benefit, please share it with a friend and let's make the world a better place together. Hi, welcome to the Break the Chain podcast. I'm here today with Frank Hicks. Frank is the founder of Guardians of Our Children Charitable Trust, uh, who work to protect children by helping their parents through disputes uh, through the disputes process to reach a peaceful resolution. Um, Frank, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think the, um, the thing that prompted this podcast, obviously you reached out, which was very kind of you, um, but another reason why I really wanted to do this is because I often find myself in a situation where I'm talking to people who are in extremely difficult situations through separation involving having children or um, not having custody of their children, often through mental health uh, related issues or addiction or or other reasons and i find it one um it's an incredibly difficult situation to, to 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 speak to and um and deal with so i'm hoping that this podcast can be a a kind of a resource for anybody who's going through that that incredibly difficult situation at the moment so um i'm really grateful that you come on the show today to talk about that i was wondering if you could um Please tell us a little bit about Guardians of Our Children and um, how you started doing that.
1: Well, uh, uh, the my my relationship ended back in 2012, and and it was um, more or less a clean break. And we had uh, I think it was a couple of years before things started to become. Uh, progressively intense, until eventually, uh, 2014 was when we ended up in court. Now that was that was that changed everything, obviously. But um, through our experiences, both myself and and um, the mother, of my children, we have wonderful relationship now. Um, but that that experience really highlighted to me how so how people can so easily lose the plot. So easily lose the plot you know i mean if you, if you haven't if you haven't lost your mind um before family court then then it's you know there's a lot that can go on in there that would really push people over the edge and it does and it's and it's a lot of that's unnecessary um it's it's our own our own perception uh, and we put ourselves under a lot of pressure unnecessarily going through the process. And it's, 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 a, it's a horrible process to go through, but there has to be a process if both parents aren't going to agree. So when um, – and I was in there uh, for about 19 months before we finally got to the end of it. And even then there was um, quite a number of months afterwards before we finally sort of settled down to where we are now. And I was able to look back and – um and pretty much plot, and I did, I, I, I drew up a graph, uh, a, a, a chart, flow chart. I don't know why I did that, but I did that just to see where I'd been through the process. I was able to look back and see what my options were. And, um, and I thought, gosh, it was actually quite simple. But you didn't know that at the time. <laughs> It had no idea. Um, even though people were, some people were explaining it to me, lawyers were explaining things to me. Um, and it was just, I didn't quite get it. And it wasn't until afterwards that it all started to come together. And what frustrated me was, um, it wasn't explained to me in a way that I could understand it. You know, and, and it, like I said, a lot of people were trying to explain it to me, but, it was just not in a way that I could relate to, so the Guardian was set up specifically for that. We um, helped both mums, dads, um, a number of grandparents uh, guardians, anybody who were going through parental disputes or guardianship disputes and um either privately or through the, um, court system. And we just guide them through it. You know, we don't give, you know, we have, I'm now there's a number of lawyers who help, uh, help us help. But, um, uh, I didn't know any lawyers before this. And as I say, it's, um, once people understand it, where they are, the whole, the, 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 the pressure just, dissipates, it's, 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 incredible. And they can, um, they can deal with it. Like I said, a lot of the pressure is just so unnecessary.
0: You said a lot of it can be avoided. Um, what can you do to avoid getting into, I mean, what, what is it that can be avoided Get going into the courts in the first place or the stress?
1: Well, that's it. I mean, if you, if there's, you got to, if, when you have to, um, when parents are in disputes, Children are in the middle, and the best way forward is for both parents to agree and then make an app, both make an application into court for, um, for a parenting order. That, and that could be done within weeks. But, um, most parents don't do that. they just, they, um, you know, they've become, they so, caught up in the anger and the hatred the all sorts of negative feelings that it's it's overshadowed their love for the children and so um even though the the it's pretty obvious what should be done they just won't do that and uh, it's unfortunate because now they've got to go through the process which could go on for years and they'll have to leave it then to um for a judge to decide, and the judge doesn't doesn't quite know the um you know the a judge made order invariably doesn't quite work you know in, in, in practice because they don't know the intricacies the intricacies of a of of your relationships and your routine and and the children's routine and and the other parents' routine and all the works. You know, everything that comes into play in the day to day living. So they're just going to put an order out there and say, well, there you go. Now, now, you know, get on with it. And so now you have to follow this order to the letter and it just doesn't work and really doesn't work. And I've had a judge um, say that to me, you know, it didn't quite work and say, well, you know, apologize for it. So cool, we'll just change it. But the easiest way out is to simply for with both parents to sit down, get over whatever happened in the past, and just make a plan moving forward and that means you 're going to have to make concessions on on both sides and, and it only takes one to say no i 'm not doing that and then you 're down the path and you 've got to go through the process and so um, but you you were saying you know so that 's one way that 's the best way to avoid it, um, but if you 're going to go through the process, one of the other things is that the intense pressure. Of the court process, especially you know within the first three months, when you've been served documents, um, you know someone turns up on your doorstep and they and they hand you papers, and you've maybe got three days to respond, right? And straight away the whole world just caves in. It's the the, the papers you know you've got you may be served on a friday you've got three days to respond there's no way you're going to get a lawyer in that time right the, over the weekend and so in your mind you're thinking it's just game over i mean what what can we do it's all over i'm not going to be able to respond in time so I've, I've you know I've lost my children i've lost everything it's just the whole world's going to come to an end as far as you're concerned but um having' been through it and uh what I know now it the all you need to do is just simply, you know, you just call the courts. If you can get there before five o'clock, uh, and just call them, and say, "Hey, listen, I've um, I don't have time to get a lawyer yet, but um, could I just have an extension uh, so I can find a lawyer then we can get stuck on the paperwork?" And uh, I've, often they'll just say, "Yeah, sure, no worries." Is that all it was? Just one phone call, mm. you know, and, um, whereas if you didn't make that phone call, if you didn't know to make the phone call and nobody was there to tell you that you could get an extension, then for the next two, three nights, you'd just be beside yourself in panic, you know, and, and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the time, what I've, what I've, what I feel happens is that, when people are served, the respondents, there's that first three months where it's just so intense and um, and if they're not aware of certain fundamental um, of the the dispute process and things like making just a phone call to the courts, asking for extra time, uh, those sort of things. If they're not aware of that, then they are just going, you know, they've put themselves under so much pressure and invariably, a number of them would do something even worse and set them down a completely different path. So, already, if you've been served with papers in family court, then it would likely be the Care of Children Act. So, you're there already in court under the Care of Children Act, probably the, the um, Family Violence Act. So, that's a protection order as well. But if in that three day, three night, you know, over that weekend when you've completely lost your mind because you don't know what to do, um, you, you know, you could just get on the drink, um, drugs, um, or just completely lose the plot and do something else, and now you're in the Crimes Act just over that because of, of the lack of knowledge. You know, once, you're in, once you've once you done something, you've hurt someone else, you hurt yourself, you, you've just created a whole different pathway when if you just... Kept it simple and stayed on the Care of Children Act, then that you can you can deal with. But like I said, because of the lack of knowledge, a lot of people are just heading down different paths unnecessarily, creating more and more drama. That makes it really hard to to recover from.
0: It, it sounds like getting some advice um, from someone like yourself is a really really good idea. Just to um, yeah, to make it a little bit less scary. Because I, I, I imagine. I have no idea. Everything that I know about this is speculative and only based on the experiences that people have told me about themselves. But it sounds like it's such a scary process. The thoughts going through your head, like I'm going to lose my children, or you know, I'm never going to, I'm not going to be able to see them anymore. That must be uh, a terrifying thought that makes makes people act quite irrationally.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's um and protection orders is uh I had a protection order for two, for for three years and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. It's a horrible thing to have. But what I do know now, having been through it, is that um it's it's nowhere near as bad as people think it is. And um you can make it out to be a lot worse than it really is. And the um you know, and and, and you're right, when you get that when you get those documents, the first thing that's going through your mind is, you know, I, I can't see my children. You know, when will I ever see, will, will I ever see them again? I've, I've no idea. You have no idea. But I can tell you now that, you know, if you get that, you will see them again. You know, it's just a matter of um, question of when. And it's all also a question of how well you conduct yourself from that point on when you've received your paperwork now you can completely lose the plot and dig yourself deeper dig a, a deeper hole for yourself which means it's going to take you even longer to get out or you can just um take the paperwork and now educate yourself you know um find people that can help you i don't give any legal advice i'm not a lawyer i'm not a not a psychologist i'm and you know, i'm a, a parent helping other parents out other guardians, um, you know, if people want lawyers, legal advice, then, um, we always recommend people go to, uh, community law centres, but of course, you know, if you've been served documents at, um, 4 o'clock and 5pm, the law centres are closed at, um, at, you know, at uh, 5pm, and there's no way you're going to be able to speak to a lawyer unless you know someone who can, who knows someone who might be able to put you in touch with a lawyer over the weekend, but for most of us, we, you know, don't have that, so, um, it's important to surround yourself very quickly with uh, the right people, but with the protection order in particular, it's 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 um it can be a blessing in disguise, and it was for me. And the reason why it is there is to stop the conflict, right? Um, and the moment it's served, then that is it. There's no more uh, uh, emails and text messages, um, phone calls, and, and and it's not just from um, between the parents. It's from other people involved, you know, who, who who are trying to be involved when they shouldn't be involved in it. So once the protection order is served, then all of that is gone. It's just stopped. The conflict dead in its track now, which is a which is a brilliant thing, because um, now you're able to finally to start building your case in peace, and that's what we want. It's hard to build your case when um, you know there's just so much going on all around you. Just you're having to respond to this, having to respond to that. Uh, the communication is just endless but once that's gone and um it it now gives you the ability to to build your case in peace now you've got two options really when you ask for these documents you can either do that um you know, just start educating yourself. Go to the community um, community law centres, um, talking to to psychologists and counsellors. Go into the Davis Law Library. I used to go there every second Sunday at Auckland University in the family law section, just trying to read a lot of the stuff. And I was only able to do that because I had um, I had so much time on my hands now because I didn't have the children, right? So a lot of that pressure was gone, um, and. That, Whereas at the same time, the other parents who might have the children would actually also be struggling uh for very different reasons because now they've got the children full time. You know, and it's really, really hard. With before there was all shared care that gave them time to um to you know uh to do, to do their own things when the children were going back and forth. But when they've got the children full time, well that's a different story now. It's um the pressure become pretty pretty obvious. So they've got pressure on their their end. You've got pressure on your end but for very different reasons. Um, you know, and, but most people, when they're faced with that option, having had a protection order, uh, they they use it, you know, they, they don't use it at all very wisely, the time that they've got. Instead, they would um, – a lot of them would just understandably just lose it, you know, or just – the, the the mind start playing tricks on them and and all sorts of things and um, and then there's a whole lot of different paths that they may go down. Like I said, the the addiction, the um, or, or or get get caught up with the wrong group. And next thing you know, they've said and done something which they shouldn't have done under a protection order. And now they've now they're into um, into criminal court. So they've they've they've, they've um wasted the opportunity. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I guess that is an amazing opportunity to get all that time. Uh, one thing that you said when we spoke previously is a case has to be based on logic and not on emotions. And I guess uh, it's it's quite hard to pull yourself back from them emotions, but given that space uh, you do get time to potentially get um, to, to kind of rein the emotions in so that you can look at things clearly. But like you say maybe you need some help to do that also
1: Oh, absolutely! I've never been a big, um, um, I've never been big on counselling up until I went through family court. You know, and having seen what I've seen, um, the the number of people that I deal with, everybody going through family court and the children are traumatised. There's just no two ways about it. You know, whether you're the applicant or the or the respondent. both traumatized and their um you know their extended family because they've just you know it's just it's just so negative um and the children of course uh, are deeply traumatized by this and the longer it goes on for the more the more the trauma but um the damage that trauma does so which is why it's so important to find find counselors who have experience in family court and I know a, a number of good ones you know and I always recommend people um uh so, touch base with these counselors you know as much as they talk to their lawyers it's 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 hugely important because it, there's a lot of healing that needs to be done um, before they they can even sort of come to grips with the the uh, the dispute process they do they need need they do need to to do a lot of counseling um, and just just find that time to be able to heal themselves. Because the emotions, emotions is just the number one factor. That just uh, with family court, there's just no avoiding it. You know, um, and it's just a horrible thing it's where so much logic goes out the window. It's it's, it's incredible when you you're, you know reading different people's affidavits and and the other person who's reading it, saying that that never, it's just it's a lie. It doesn't make sense because in previous. um you now in previous affidavit or even in the same affidavit, they contradicted themselves. You know, so it's, it's, there's the logic and reason just goes out the window completely. And it's all because of the emotions and which is why a lot of lawyers that I, that I've spoken to really reluctant to, to deal with family court because of the emotional aspect of it. It's mm. just wouldn't be worth the effort. It's much, they'll make a hell of a lot more money working in, um, in criminal court and, um, where there's a lot less of that.
0: It kind of like is that, it's kind of is a, a counseling realm. It's where you've got to really care about people <laughs> to, to go yeah. through that process.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, I don't, I, you know, I can't see how anyone can get through the, the family court without counselors. It's hugely important, especially if there's, um, Addiction issues, and that's just because uh, that adds a whole nother level of complexity to this. Because it's not something that can be, um, you know, I've I've never really had any um, experience in that at all. I I do know when I went through it, I made uh, I actually made it. I wrote it up on the wall in my old place, and I was there there myself. It was going to be, um, it was no lawyers. No drugs, no alcohol, no violence, no lies, and I didn't know anything else, but I just put that up there and i'm thinking and I was thinking, if I just stick to this, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be okay and um and I failed on two of them actually um, one is I had to get a lawyer, and the other was the violence, no violence, and the reason being was I didn't know what the definition of domestic violence was. You know, I th- thought, well, <laughs> clearly, um, you know, if you hit someone, it's violence. Well, I've never done that. So, so therefore, it was, um, I hadn't committed any domestic violence on my part. But, um, having read, read through the family, well, the domestic violence act, which is now the, the, um, family violence act, uh, under the definition of, um, family violence, particularly psychological abuse. You know, if by the time, We read it. Now, we're not lawyers, but by the time anyone else reads it, it's probably too late. You've already got a protection order on you. So uh, any chance I get to talk to people who haven't had a protection order on them yet, I get them to read the Family Violence Act, particularly the the section defining uh, psychological abuse, because that tells you how easy it is to get a protection order on on yourself, once you get a protection order, that means um, now we're talking about supervised contact. You know, hmm. that's the only way you're going to be able to see the children is through supervised contact. And that's just a horrible thing to have. Um, so when people realize that, how, how easy it is to get one, um, then they'll, they'll be very careful of what they say and do. Do you know roughly what the definition of, is of psychological uh, violence? Well they've got a um it's 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 the perception of the applicant, um, and it's I don't know what, what, what section those words are, but it, from threatening behavior, what they if they if the applicant perceives it to be threatening behavior or and it could just be raising your voice. You know, it's just in an every everyday situation in, in any household, you know, um The, the partners are raising their voice to each other, you know, and, and it might just be, you know, you might, you might just off the, off the cuff joke to your partner, right? And it's funny and she thinks it's funny, but the next day something happens at work and she's not in a good mood and you say the same thing in the same way. And, but this time around, she's, it's not funny, right? And she'll just say, no, cut it out. It's not funny. You know, you do it again. Well, believe it or not, now you're starting to psychologically abuse her. Mm. You know, so it's it's so broad the definition of uh, psychological abuse. Um, so you don't have to touch them to 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 um, have committed domestic violence or family violence on on them on each other. So by that definition, pretty much every householder in New Zealand is committing <laughs> domestic violence, yeah. but. But the only difference is, is that, um, when you break up, you know, or when enough's enough and say, stop, don't talk to me like that. You know, you've given them a warning and if they carry on doing it, well, now you, now you're starting to, you know, you're skating on very thin ice here because mm-hmm. you've been warned, you know, just watch your words. Um, but if there's a, a pattern there, well, now, now it's just a, it's just a simple, um, uh, filling in a form for, uh, direct the violence and it's done. It's that easy. It changes your life forever. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously the ideal is that couples work through their problems and don't go through this process at all, but it's inevitable, especially in this day and age that people do break up and it's very common. And, and when people do, what's the ideal uh, situation for parents who have separated?
1: Um, well, the, the, it's the flowchart that I drew up, um, having been through it, the best way to do it is to just, if, if at all possible, is just to sit down with uh, the two parents sit down, preferably with one other, a mediator. And, you know, Then there's the... Um, um, Family disputes resolution services all over, all over the place now. And, or if you want to use someone else, that's fine. Um, but preferably someone who's, who's familiar with parenting orders and can sit you down and say, okay, how would you, what's your ideal, uh, care structure? With the children, and it may be that, uh, say, let's say the dad said, "Well, I'm working. I'm working these hours, so I can't do equal shared care. But I could do, you know, um, a you know, uh, every three nights a week." kind of thing so then the mother might say well yeah that's going to make a little bit difficult for me but i'll try and make that work so that the mother now gets every four nights and say well we'll we'll see how that goes and we'll put that down in an order and you type it all up now i I do mediate sometimes um, that's exactly what we do Um, and you know i've had parents come over and i'll just uh, we'll put it up on the uh, projector screen and we'll just try and uh, come up with a, uh, a structure that would work for, for the parents and the children. And that could take, um, you know, that, that whole thing could, from, from the time they turn up to the time we finally have got a parenting proposal, you know, it could be six hours, six, seven hours, you know, and, and then the, then the application is filled in, the, the affidavits are done, and then I would, Print them both out for them and say, listen, you want to take this to a lawyer? You can take it to your, to anyone you want, but you know, preferably a family court lawyer. You take it to your family court lawyer or someone that you know who can help you out and just, and if you're still happy with that, then take it to court. You know, and that, um, both of you just turn up to the court with your paperwork and you'll have to pay the court $220, I think it is, mm. and hand that over. And that's it. It's done. You know, but the courts Well, and I've done that a number of times now and I don't I don't charge for those things, but um uh the the number of times that parents have gone to the courts with the parenting order by consent, right? And and all it cost them was two hundred and twenty dollars and you know, maybe as I say, six, seven hours of sitting there trying to bang it all into shape. And then um it gets filed in the court and the, if they're lucky They'll get the order back in an email um, a couple of weeks later, or it could be that the judge will think. You know, I'm not too sure about this. It's just. I mean, it's just very rare for this to happen. Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm satisfied that these. You know, that this is all legit. Uh, there's you no know, nobody was being put under pressure here to come to this agreement. So the, the judge may ask for a tuition conference just to see the both both parents, and that's fine. And then, then there'll be a, a, a court date and they both turn up and the judge will say, well, this is fantastic. You know, but how did you come to this? And so, well, we just sort of sat down with a friend and we came up with this idea and, and it's been, we've been doing this now for the last three weeks while we will be waiting for this court date. And, um, it, and luckily we've had that three weeks because we've noticed that a couple of things isn't quite right. So we want to just try and change, tweak it a little bit. And, um, but we're still very happy with the, um, with the arrangement. And then the judge will be there oh, well that's fantastic you know that's 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 the other um the other thing that could happen how much that's the best
0: that's the best way how much faster and cleaner and less traumatic is that process
1: Well, the the um family court in general could could take years right um it could take a couple of years it could take uh, a number of years um but that process uh, the quickest quickest that I've been involved with, and I'm trying to remember. I think it was, I think it was three weeks. Wow! From the time, from the time I met the dad, um, and then he contacted, he contacted the mother, um, and I asked him, are there, "Are there any orders in place?" No, know no orders. Said, but you're still communicating. You don't know where the mother's mother is. You know, I don't know where she's gone with with, with our with our son. I said, "Well, um, if you're still communicating with her, then." ask her if she'd be open to um to meeting meeting up with me she can bring she can bring anyone she wants she can bring a lawyer if she wants and we'll just come over um we'll just do a a meeting at mediation at my place and we'll just go through all of this um and I think she contacted me maybe a week or so later and we went through the whole process spent a whole Saturday doing that um we had a break every so often for, for had a coffee and smoke and the other one they have a smoke and um a chat and just just to chill a little bit and then we got back into it you know, she, you know she she had brought us a uh, poor person but um here yeah, and I think and then they filed it about a week after that, so I think it was about three weeks Wow,
0: that's fast. What do
1: you do when someone's completely unreasonable? well there's yeah there's really there's really not much you can do except uh except not get caught up in for the other for the other say I've, say if I'm sort of um helping someone and what they're saying is that the other parent is being totally unreadable um, and just sort of dragging the process on best thing you can do is just for them is not get caught up in doing that as well, just to remain cool and calm and logical and um, reasonable. And the only, you know, the family courts can go on for a long time, as I say, but the, but there is a, a good good side to that, is that once the, once the paperwork is filed to, to initiate the court process, um, and let's say you're the respondent, so they've, they've filed papers, uh, against you and you've been handed those papers, you're reading through them. And quite often um people will say, Well that's not true, and that's not true, and that's not true. Blah, blah, blah. They're just making all this or, this up and and so on. But and uh the idea is, is that uh and and, and and I can totally understand why a judge would have to make an order without notice the applications are without notice. That means um uh, no one else knew about it. It was just the order was made within hours of the application being made, and and the idea is that um, the judge has no nothing else to go by other than what was written there, and the judges, I, I would think. They would have to make a decision and err on the side of caution because they don't know if what's being said is, is true. They, you know, they hope that it's not, but it's an affidavit. They've sworn that it's true. So they've got to take them at, at their word and, and they want to make sure that the, uh, the, the situation doesn't escalate. So they make the order. Now you've got it. Now you've got, um, the, the beauty now is that you've, you might have three months or so. Where you can start building your case, right? And the other paperwork starts coming in. And as it goes, the longer the court case goes on for, the more it becomes obvious which party is the unreasonable one. And so eventually when you do get to court, you know, when they get their first paperwork, they don't, nobody knows, you know, well, they're assuming that, that, that the, the applicant was, uh, was telling the truth and it was fair and reasonable, but as it goes as it goes on, it becomes evident to everybody involved who the tr- who is the one that 's causing a lot of the trouble and it may even be both parents, but if you just stay you know if you just stay um, don 't get caught up in that uh, then you just it 'll become evident to the judge eventually or hopefully who is the one that 's being unreasonable and that 's the only really good thing about the court case being so long. If it was all over and done with very quickly, then then you know you won't actually get to see that, um, which is why I think um, a lot of the reasons why the courts, family courts, goes on for longer than it, than well, for quite a long periods because it gives the op- gives them opportunities to see who the troublemakers are.
0: Yeah,
1: and it may be both parents.
0: I always wondered why it took so long. It's a painfully long process, and yeah, it sounds like just being. Patience and having forbearance in that situation is something that's, there's no, um, yeah, uh, quick answer to to getting through those situations and, like you say, not making it worse. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't make it worse um, by letting emotions um, take over.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I've I've, I've helped a number of parents get through it very quickly. I mean, the sooner you can get, sooner you can, uh, from when they break up, if, if you can get involved at that point, then you can hopefully get an order very quickly. And then, um, like as, as I was explaining before, and the judge may ask for a duration um, conference to, to just look the, the, the parents in the eye and just, just double-check and be satisfied that this agreement that they came up with, they broke up three weeks ago or whatever, and now they've come this this so quickly to courts and they're they've trying to convince the judge that everything's okay. We've got it all sorted. Um, you know, and, and uh, so the judge will have to look them in the eye and be satisfied. Yeah. Now they, these, these two are legit. I'm satisfied with what they're doing. Um, from what, it, what, uh, when I have questioned the mother, she seems good. I questioned the dad. He seems good. So I'm, I'm satisfied. Boom. And it's done. But there are other cases where there's been so much trouble all the way through the court process, all of a sudden they say, "No, well, we're good now," and you know, <laughs> and, and everybody could just look and see. Well, no, I mean, they've been this is their, this has been their behaviour for years, and all of a sudden they're saying that they're good. Um, no, well, you know, what's what's changed? Hmm. So it, it may be that the judge may say, "Well, you know, I'm not really satisfied that you, you have." You know you're genuine in your attempt here, so we're going to keep going through this. We need you to. Um, we'd like you to do this this counselling program, or whatever, and then they'll be then they'll be satisfied that the, the measures have been put in place for the uh, betterment of the children. Yeah, because it's always about the children's.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the well being of the children is the most important thing, and so. W- can you talk about the two different styles of parenting? You talked about co-parenting and parallel parenting. What's the difference between those two things, and, and which is going to be better for the children?
1: Um, the The uh, parallel parenting is usually when when you know when people break up, families break up, and mum doesn't want to have anything to do with dad, dad doesn't want to have anything to do with mum, and the children still got to go back and forth, and so. Um, the rules that are at mum's place uh, isn't, you know, that's just the way it is over there. And whatever happens at dad's place is just, that's how it is. And there's very little communication between the two of them. So that's parallel parenting. And it, it's only ever supposed to be a temporary measure when you break up to try and get the healing you need so that eventually you become, there's uh, more communication and, ideally what you want is for both parents even though they're separate two different households they have a high level of co-parenting so they're communicating every day text messaging emailing it's all about the children what are they going to do who's going to go to school um are you going to the assembly if you're not you know if you're going to the assembly can you please record it for me and that sort of stuff that's the communication for co-parenting now i'm i'm very fortunate with my um with the mother of my children that's that's how we've been for years now um you know we 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 have a wonderful relationship post court and that's what was and that's the whole point i feel of the court is to you're asking the courts to help you get to that level right and, or and and to get to that level this is the parenting proposal that you want the courts to make um that will then put everything in place after the court process that you can carry on and um eventually become, uh, have a high level of co-parenting. That's the, uh, that's the best way, that's the second best thing for the children. Be- well, you know, the best thing is for the parents to be together, but if they're not going to be together, then so be it, you know. But if they're not going to be together, then at least have a high level of co-parenting. My children love it. They absolutely love it. I mean, my, um, uh, their mother was the coach of their netball team, my daughter's netball team. She's, she's, um I better get this right because she keeps correcting me. She's 10. <laughs> and, um, and I sort of help out in the background, you know, they'll, most Saturdays, um, help, um, just cheering her on and help out with organizing a few things. And then I'm also coach of, um, our son who's 12, his basketball team, school basketball team. And, um, their mother is the manager. So, we're always on the sideline just watching our children play, you know, and it's just the wonderful thing. You know, people think we're together. We're not, we're not together, but we have a high level of co parenting. That's, and it's, it's such a joy for the children to see that, you know, and that's what should be happening.
0: It must be incredibly challenging if you're going from one environment with a certain set of rules and then you go to another one and then knowing that you can get away with more here and you start playing the parents against each other and the kids tell you that this happened there and can I do this and then as a parent worrying that if, if it's more fun at the other place that they'll like you less and so you want to, you know, and, and it's hard to keep those boundaries in place to do what's actually good for the children long term. It must be so complicated
1: well yeah exactly that's the that's the issue especially when you're going through family court is that um and you are the uh you are the respondent so you're you' especially if you have a protection order because you have to change whether you like it or not you have to adapt your parenting style to that environment now um, because Uh, With protection orders, especially with with supervised contact, there's no photos to be taken. There's no gifts to be take to be given to the children. You can't, um, you have to be careful hugging them. You can't, um, everything you say has to be within earshot of the supervisor. And so it's not even parenting. It's, it's, you know, (laughs) but what they're trying to do in that is, is they're trying to prevent any sort of mind games going on. Like you know, hey, um, you know, when you come home, we're gonna have a, we're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna go camping, you know, that sort of stuff. And which, which in a normal everyday scenario, outside of court, it's perfectly fine. You know, that's what you would do. You just say, hey, you know, when you come back, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go skiing, or we'll go do this, that, and the other. But when you're going through family court, you can't say any of that. Because now it's, um, it's I think what the, the psych would call it is um, parental alliance, where you're trying to, as you were you were describing, you're trying to entice the children over to to you by waving things in front of them, you know, uh, which a, a, a PS4, hey, we'll get, we'll get a PS4, we'll, we'll, we'll go do this, we'll go do that, um, and so they want to come to you you can't do any of that when you're when you're going through the speech process mm. um, because it's uh as i say it's it will be used against you it's it's, it's a horrible thing when um you know, you can't even say those things and you don't know how long this process is going to go for. I mean, if it goes for years and you can't say those things, well, how, how are you supposed to parent? You know, the children will naturally then want to go to where it's easier because especially as a father, um, our role is not so much to make keep them happy. It's about trying to um, try and sort of teach them to handle adversity, you know, as well as being happy, but you're teaching them a whole lot of stuff. And, and, um, and it's not, sometimes it's fun stuff, but other times, you know, most times it's just boring stuff. So, um, and if you're trying to do that and, and they can do whatever they want at the other parent's place, well, then, you know, why would they come? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they know, and of course, the argument is, is that it is in the children's best interest that they know these things. You know, so that's why you've got to do that. It's not about making them happy. It's just about it's, it's what's in their best interests.
0: Yeah, I would certainly have cho- chose the place that let me eat chocolate and play Xbox over the place that was going to give me discipline. So that must be um, so hard to really take, uh, you know, uh, be mindful of the yeah. child's interest long term. It must be so difficult and, and i'm sure well many situations unfortunately the children can be used uh, you know as weapons to hurt the other person and i'm sure when it comes to breakups there's a lot of um, circumstances have happened where it's you know a lot of anger towards the other person and um, and, and, I, and I guess that something that over time is required is that there would have to be some level of forgiveness towards the other parent for the sake not even if it's kind of impossible, but for the sake of the children, so that you know, not holding on to that anger.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think I don't think there's any chance of moving on if you don't, if if you're not able to forgive um, other people for what's happened, or even forgive yourself. Especially, you know, I mean, no one's blameless in this. I I know what I did wrong, and I've sort of owned up to that and accepted that and done what I can to make sure that it would never happen again. Um, but you do, you you know, we're all traumatized and that's where the counseling comes in as well. You know, um, being able to speak to people who know how to help you heal. Now I, I, I can only provide the guidance that I do. Um, but that's not counseling. That's just from one parent to another, you know, um, so it's really, 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 really important to find find counsellors who who know their stuff when it comes to family court and, and and children. A lot of the damage is is you won't see for years later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do, especially, do
1: you, especially with the children.
0: Do you feel like there was um, part of the whole process was you doing a uh, a lot of personal work? And that was actually that that part of work that you did on yourself was a huge contribution towards um, finding a resolution.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I did a lot of. Uh, I didn't really pay much attention to other cases when I was going through mine. My my, I was just fully focused on mine and uh, what I did to or oh, try and look after myself was um keep myself busy um but even then you know you sh- you can only keep yourself busy for so long you still gotta go home to an empty house and um and lie in bed you know and and that's when it's gonna get you you know most times but um it was it was just the education, just talking to uh I was fortunate enough to come across some really really good people um who have been in and around us. Area for a long time, and uh, you know, and 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 I met um, you know, uh, professionals, you know, and they were able to help me not just in their capacity as professionals, lawyers, and um, psychologists, but also from one parent to another, and that's where it was really it really connected was when uh. They'll be writing something down and say, uh, yeah and, and and explaining things from from a professional's perspective, and then they just put the notepad down, look you in the eye, you know one point to another, and say, listen, you really need to be able to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this you know and i'm right okay now they're speaking a different language you know they they they're they're telling you things from a um from a parent's perspective but with their with the background knowledge that they have in their um in their profession. It's a it adds a whole new dimension to the to the help that they be they're able to provide. Yeah. Well, so that's 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 where a lot of the, my personal um development came from. Um and just yeah, we just uh and once once I caught on to the process, because the process is a different thing again, the family court process and uh, once 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 you 're familiar with that and you 've got some uh, you 've done some of your own healing you you 're kind of heading towards uh, a better understanding of not just the family court uh, the family court but the but the whole the healing process. For for yourself and everyone else. Once you you've kind of got a good grips of that, then it makes it so much easier to get through it. The, the the end becomes inevitable.
0: Yeah, easier to manage your own life and your own emotions, and then that makes it easier, better for the people around you, and and then easier to cooperate with the other parent, and, and probably have a better relationship with your children as well when when it happens again. And yeah, it's that. It's that <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's also important, as important as those people were uh, in my own personal development, it was, there was, it also became apparent the people who weren't helping, who um, initially I thought may have been helping. But as you go through the process, you realize that, um, that they're not actually as helpful as they, as, as you thought they were. And that's cool because, you know, it's all part of the journey. And so you can just sever your ties with them and, or, you know, to sort of keep them at a distance. And, um, but you're very selective of who you have around you. Um, you know, and, and, and a lot of, a lot of them, I know, without my own, with my own, uh, journey, Others had recommended I do this, that, and the other. And, um, but by doing so, I knew, even though I would have had every right to do something that what they, what they had advised me to do, I, I could not see how that was going to be benefit my children in the long run. Mm. It may have been beneficial for me personally in the short term, but it was never about that. It was always what, you know, how do I get to a high level of co-parenting, which I know my children will thrive in. And so I went against a lot of that advice yeah um yeah so it's, but but you'll know as you go uh when you open yourselves up to um to what's around you pay attention to what's going on around you and read between the lines and all of that
0: mm. one one th- uh, scenario that i imagined very difficult is when a parent has a new partner especially if the new partner doesn't like the ex and the mother of the children and then all kinds of mind games can go on there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of, a lot of cases fall apart. If people are left to their own devices, uh, the parents are left to their own devices. I think they can come, most of them can come to a reasonable um, outcome and then, you know, then, then take it a step further for a parenting order by consent and pay the money and get on with it. But, um, but you're, you're absolutely right. The number of, People I've helped now, where um, the third party got involved, you know, someone else got involved and the whole thing just fell apart, you know, and which is why I always recommend, um, and I say to people if you have broken up the um, you know, if you think you can handle it then great but as soon as another partner comes and in, becomes involved in this the dynamics are going to change quite considerably mm. and especially if that partner has children yeah you know, um because now they now they're going to try and marry up the, the contact with your children with their children um which is all fine and good if it's not going to change your scenario, your work schedule. And if you are not having now to make even more concessions now to accommodate a third person, Yeah, you know, it's, it just makes it, makes it too hard. So it's always best. Um, I find if, if you're going to break up is uh, just come up with a parenting order by consent where that will hopefully secure your contact. And so when someone else comes involved, well, you know, now they can, they have to discuss with you if you want to change it. And you say, well, no, I can't change it, you know, because I've got this on uh, on these nights and um, I do this on the other night. So I can't change anything. It has to stay the way it is. Whereas if you don't have that order in place, well, then people can just change it how they want. And now you're, now you're in the process and you could be in there for a long time.
0: I guess by the time people get to you um they've already broken up. What do you think that, what do you think couples can do to potentially prevent that from happening in the first place?
1: Uh it's just uh if there's if they've got children it's so important to to have time to themselves, you know, if they can get some they can get a babysitter for the weekend and just go away and spend some good quality time just, just by themselves. Um and just enjoy life as it was before they had children. You know, if you can just get a couple of nights away somewhere. It's just fantastic. And do that every now and again. Look after yourselves. Um just treat you know, just um just get out there and uh, um, you know, and just really try and appreciate each other. You know, it's, I know it's so hard when you have children, but, um, but it's, it would just, just to reignite that fire within, you know, and with, with, towards each other. Um, otherwise, it just becomes, you just don't see how, how, um, all of these, how the, the, the dynamics of your relationship is changing because you're so focused on, on trying to keep the family together. When in mm. actual fact, a lot of the cracks are starting to appear and you're not recognizing it. And when you do recognize it, you start snipping, you know, having taken, um, just making snide remarks and, uh, or, or these, you know, it's, and it's, and it just keeps getting worse. So it's just so important to just, Try and spend some time together, just not a date night, but actually go out for a weekend t- together
0: but even actually that would just help focus on the other person, give them your attention. It must be so hyped you know when everything's going on, just to actually take your attention and give it to your partner
1: <laughs> yeah mm. yeah yeah I mean I, when I was I, when I was working it was um, work became my break from the children. You know, and because um, it was just so intense, there were two, two young children, Um, you know, and when the second, when my daughter, the younger one, started to crawl, oh man, that's when it just really got crazy because now they're both moving, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> one's going this direction, the other's going that direction, and I'm going, oh, you know, and, and it's, it's and you're having to move everything on the shelves and the, and the cupboards just a couple of a couple of inches back every 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 couple of weeks you know yeah. um, and the 0800, 800 poison line oh my god yeah it's me again um, they've just you know just taking a swig of this what do I need to do here and and then you're having to move all of that up and it's just as they you know when they start moving that's when um, it just gets really really intense and it's non-stop uh, and any any sleep I can get would be fantastic because I alternated with um, with their mother when she was working, and I'd have the children, then she'd come, she'd uh, be home, and then I'd go to work. And so work became my wish period. <laughs> you yeah. Know, so it's pretty it's pretty full on having um, you know and um, um, having more than one child anyway, but uh, mm. that's a lot of it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah.
0: I guess if someone was to bring up the idea of something like family counselling, it could almost come across as offensive or you might get defensive over something like that. I, I, I've seen that personally in uh, people close to me. And, uh, you know, one of them takes it as if one says, oh, why don't we go and do this? And the other one's just like totally offended or blaming the other person saying it's not my fault, it's your fault, it's not my problem, I'm fine. Um, but, you know, something like that can just prevent such a headache in the future to
1: well absolutely you know. it's, well funnily enough that was what um my ex had proposed you know very early on well should we get counselling i don't need counselling oh, well we know we, we don't what do we need counselling for you know um but that was a that was a hint and a half <laughs> you know, yeah. I sh- should have taken it at the time because um if that isn't if that isn't a clear sign that things are falling apart, then I don't know what is. Mm. So if, if ever you if ever couple's in a situation where one says to the other, Hey, should we get some counselling, then uh damn well take it, man, because uh within probably within months you'll be in family court.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's always the rule, but that's certainly what I've observed in – um in situations that I've seen, so it's uh, it's possibly uh, a true theory.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, if they're not in family court, they'll be close to it. Yeah. But you know, it's it's and like I said, I've never been big on counselling. But um, prior to family court, now um, I recommend it because there's a lot of trauma that needs healing. Um, and you know, we're all grieving at the loss of our relationship, or of our loss of our relationship with our children. You know, and it's not like it's not like they've passed away or anything, where it's you know final. They could be just two suburbs over, over, and you can't go anywhere near them. You know, and it's just, and you don't know if you will ever, ever will. Um, and that's just that kind of grief is just ongoing. It's it's just torture. But but when you find the right people who can speak to you and show you that it's actually the path is quite predictable, and if you if you take this approach to it, then you're going to reach the conclusion a lot quicker in terms of the courts. And you're asking the courts for help to get you to a point where you could co parent after the court proceedings. Um, I think that's where a lot of people, that's what a lot of people should be using the courts for. Instead, a lot of them, are, from what I've seen, are using it to just um, inflict as much damage on the other parent as they possibly can.
0: Yeah. Uh, why not? So, I was doing some research for this interview and I went on verywellfamily.com and um, I pulled up some of the statistics and stuff and they had on there. And just because I was just looking, obviously, like the, looking at the effect that this has on actually has on children. So, young children often struggle to understand why they must go between two homes. They may worry that if their parents can stop loving one another, that someday their parents may stop loving them. Um, primary school age kids um, school children may worry that that the divorce is their own fault they may fear they have misbehaved or that they may assume they did something wrong and teenagers may become quite angry about a divorce and the changes it creates Uh, they they, they may blame one parent for the disillusion of the marriage or they may resent one or both parents for the upheaval of the family in some cases, they might feel relieved if it's been a really extreme situation. But these are some of the, you know, when when we think about trauma and some of the situations that we we take into our adult lives, and you know, the the effect that this can have on children is just huge, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, and 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 with the younger ones because uh, because when you're going through family court, obviously, then. Uh, you don't want to be talking to the children about any of that sort of stuff, and so especially with with, with preschool children you know this um one minute you're there next minute you're gone, yeah, you know, and they don't know why um and they may be told that you know well he he's you know he's working or or, or mum's mum's just gone off to to be with uh auntie for a little while and and then, um, how long is that little while? And you know, it has become a long while now. And so those, what you don't want is for those children to start developing, uh, abandonment issues. Because as you, as you were saying, I mean, um, I thought, you know, I, I mean, you put yourself in their shoes, in the children's shoes. Um, they loved you. They were doing everything for you. They were playing with you. Everything was fine. And then they're gone. You know, where, where, where do they go? I mean, why isn't? Now I keep asking. You know, and you know they might be asking mum or dad. Where, where's mum or dad gone? And they've been given all these different excuses. Even even the young ones eventually will think, okay. You know, I mean, how many more excuses do you want to give us? You know, something's happening here, and they don't know. Um, and and if they start to think that you have left them then as you're saying do do they still do they still love me you know hmm. as a child is that what they that what, I mean they were going to be asking that question and that's just a, um it changes everything um yeah, and especially so with if you have a protection order because you know you can't do the things that you want to do with them you, you know even hugging them um and uh, you know, and, and you might have a supervisor say, "No, no, no, you can't do that." You know, just out of sight from the child, so the child doesn't see. No, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. And so now you can't hug your child, and you, your child wants to hug you. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you, you know, if you, you, the child comes to hug, you're going to hug them, all right? And then. And you have to deal with the consequences later on when it's, when it's brought up. You know, if you can't follow orders. You were told this is what you can't do and you did it anyway. Um, and if now you have to argue, argue, <laughs> argue over something like that, that, mm. you know, I, I wanted to hug my child because she wanted a hug. Um, it's just a horrible thing when, uh, for a child who loves their parent and then, um, you know, and i remember being told, and I know a lot of lawyers would, have to, would tell their, their clients just who have got protection orders, if you see your child anywhere, turn around and walk away. <laughs> and you've got to walk away. You know, um, otherwise you, uh, you could be in breach of the protection order, which means now you're in uh, criminal court, which means now you could be looking at <laughs> jail time. Um, and you just want to keep your case as simple as possible. Get to the end of that case, and then have the children back and be able to hug them. So you, you, you know. And if you ever see them, what do you do? Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know. You hopefully maybe just disappear before they see you. But if they see you and come running at you for a hug, well, you know.
0: And what's the kid? What's oh. the child's perception of that? That's devastating, isn't
1: it? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Um. You know, and I think most of us would do the same thing. We would rather risk getting thrown in prison than walk away from it, our child who's coming for a hug.
0: Yeah. If someone's in the devastating position where they have been cut off from their children, what can they do for the absolute best chance of seeing them again?
1: Uh Well, it, every case is different. Um, every case is different, but in the simplest Simpler scenario, then, uh, and there are no orders in place at all, then, you know, the best thing to do is is contact the community law centre and and ask ask them, uh, to help you out with that. And they would, uh, they would get a form, a, um, uh, an application form for contact, you know, for, you'd have to start the process. There's no way around it. You know, you, you can, you can ask all you want, email all you want, or can, you know, can, can I see the children? Um, and then just hope like hell that, you know, you'll get, you'll, you'll get to see the children. But even then, it may, uh, it may be just whenever they feel like it. Well, that's, that's, that's just not good enough. <laughs> you know, how are you going to parent? How can you, how can you uh, develop a relationship with the children, uh, under those sort of conditions? So you would have to make an application under court. So that's where, you know, as I say, community law centres, or if you, um, uh, you don't qualify for legal aid and you have to do this on your own, then just call the courts up, 0800 courts, and just ask them, you know, could you please email me the application form for a, uh, um, a new parenting order? Uh and it's going to your email address, and it'll turn up in your inbox. You know, a few minutes later, and then you can just you know uh, try and work out how to fill it in, and you can even call them. They will help you out. Fill, uh, they might help you out. Uh, the courts, the court registers, if you turn up there, they might help you out filling it in. Um, or they'll probably say go to a community law centre, and you can do that um, as well. But they're not that hard to do. But it's really, really important to uh, to get the process going the sooner you start, the sooner you get to the end. And, um, obviously the other parent was, oh, now you're just taking us to court. I said, well, I had no option. You know, we want to, I'm, I'm, I want to be involved with the children's lives. I know I'm a good uh, role model for them. I'm, I I have, um, I'm a positive experience, um, uh, in their lives. So I, I want to be there. So, I'm making an application and this is what I'm asking for. And if you don't want to agree to that, then we're just going to have to carry on through the courts. But you, it's always good to, to offer first. Um, you know, email the, email the other partner or uh, the, the, other parent to settle the matter privately. Ain't going to happen. Well, let's go. Then the next process is the, uh, FDR, family dispute resolution. That's the mediators. Um, and if that falls over then then you 've got to go through the court process A mm.
0: final thing is this one is i guess obvious and frustrating and extremely extremely difficult but when 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 uh, addiction is involved, um, you know if you 're an addict and you 've lost your Lost custody of your children, or whatever it might be um, relating to that. What can you do about that? And, and what, what are the, what's the likelihood of getting custody of your children again while still in active addiction?
1: Yeah, that's a hard one. Eh? This, um, um, it's such a hard one because addiction, as I say, it's um, it's not. It's only something that I've really become aware of after my case was all, all over and, and and dealing with different people and and their story's bad enough as it is, but then when they say uh oh and he's a pee addict or you know there's um other addictions you know gambling and 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 alcohol then really it's it's so it takes it takes it makes it so much more complicated because you can never really force people to to get better, yeah it's only when I guess they decide themselves that they're going to do it, and it must be so frustrating for them when i'm reading the when I'm reading some of the um what they write uh uh it's clear that they want to be with their children, they want to be with their children and they're doing everything they can to be with their children but this addiction thing is just this demon is just making it almost impossible for that to happen and i've got no answers to that eh? i mean all i can do is is, is refer them to um and I've, i i know uh, uh, an addiction counselor who's very good um and 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 all i can do is just you know i i just feel for them i feel for the children obviously because they want to be with their, with their mum or their dad, and this addiction is just it just it can get anybody, um, pee and alcohol and um, anything really, any sort of addiction, and but it's just so hard and for me, and I feel kind of like I said I've I've helped a lot of people, but the addiction thing is just something that I just you know. I, I feel so helpless and because I just wish I could do something more than refer them to a counselor, you know, because I can see when you're talking to them face to face, it's just so obvious they want to be with their children, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and it's hard enough to do, to go through the process, um, and to do all of that without the uh, addiction component but once 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 that's a part of it it's just like oh
0: it's the most vicious no, cycle isn't it because you're you know potentially sometimes people aren't even addicts when when they lose their children and then because of that they start using and then it's you know you're in you have a painful situation and then you use a Pain killer, <laughs> and, and and then it, it just sets your emotion in, in this extremely vicious cycle where it's kind of like becomes the cause and the problem all at the same time. And yeah, it's um, to say like to get out of the addiction means that you also have to face the pain of the initial, but it's like if you don't do that at some point, are you ever going to get your children back?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's um, uh, no, like I said before, it's that three months period from when you've been served documents, you know, and it's just so intense and it's that, and I believe it's a, it's a, it's within that three months period that things can go pear shaped, um, very Because it's usually in the three months you say, Oh we'll we'll have a we'll have a court date within three months. I said, Oh great, so now we've got an end to go to where that we we're, we're we're working towards. Um and then that'll be our chance to stand up and say our piece. But, you know, um so you've you're heading towards that. Um and then when you get to that you realize that it was only a duitions conference and it wasn't actually to 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 decide on the um on the contact or anything it was more of an administrative thing and um and the other parent still doesn't want uh, um still not going to budge on on um contact so now it's going to be what another 6 months another uh, it's going to be 9 months and it's that window that keeps extending um is from what I can see, that's where a lot of people just, oh, you know, it's just, well, they give up, you know, or they can give up. And, um, or they think it's just too hard. And whereas if you get in early enough within that three months period and say, this is what's going to happen in three months time. So that's just part of the process. So, um, what you're working to, you've got to be able to work, work your way to a position where you would, when you get to your final hearing, which may be, um, Many, many months down the road, uh, it could even be over a year or so. When you get to that and we, we, we keep asking for, um, progressive contact, then you'll be in a very good position to be able to, uh, to get what it is that you're after for the children. And then once you explain that to them, then they realize that, um, it's not that bad and they, and they're less likely, I believe, to turn to drugs and alcohol and to say and do something stupid that would sabotage your case.
0: Yeah, that knowledge can help to prevent the emotions from t- taking over.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Not, I mean, not. No, knowledge is power, and it's um, uh, and and it's, and it's being. It's not just. It's being able to explain it in the right way. Like I said, everything that I've sort of come up with 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 guardians of our children and the workshops that we do, and um, uh, we do Zoom meetings as well. Now, all of that. It's not. It's not even. Not even my stuff it was just it's, it's it's pieced together from my discussion with with lawyers and judges and and um, counselors and psychologists and um lay assistants and parents also uh you know parents who have who um addiction problems um just from everywhere it's all come together and you now we just sort of package it in a way to be able to now explain it because when I was like I said, when I was served those documents, right, I'm sitting there opening it up and it was just, it may as well have been in Chinese, right? I didn't understand it, but um, what I needed, what I needed at that point was someone to walk through the door and say to me, um, hey, listen, this is what these documents mean. Let's lay it all out. We'll break it all up. Now it's pretty simple. This is what you need to be able to do, and your deadline is on this date to do this and to do that. And um, and you've got to be able to speak to these people. And I recommend you go to talk to these people. And then you've got an actual plan of attack. If there is no plan, if you know, if you, if if you if you don't come up with a plan, then you're just gonna be meandering through the whole process, lost, completely lost, with no real direction and no no end in sight, and you'll just very quickly lose your mind. Yeah, it's um the everything everything that I've that I talk about in the workshops, uh and the Zoom meetings and one on one, it's a lot of it's sort of packaged uh from my discussions with a lot of the industry professionals, the, the judges, lawyers, um, counsellors, um, court registers, you know, just all of them. And and now I just explain it in a way that I wish someone had explained it to me when I was going through this in the beginning. A lot, of, Like I said in the very beginning, a lot of people did already explain this to me, but it wasn't done in a way that I wish they had done. Um, so I make it a point to explain, to do that, it's, it's it's not that hard to understand once um, it is delivered in the right way. I believe um, it's not. This doesn't mean that they they're doing it all wrong. It's just that um, they've got other priorities. They've got other things that they need to be able to focus on. Whereas now I can talk to people from one parent to another and explain it in a way that parents can get and um, and once they understand that, then. All the other discussions that they would have then starts to make sense. Discussions with lawyers, with with with, uh, counsellors, and um, pretty much anyone within the uh, disputes process.
0: Yeah, I think if one one thing that's uh, you've made really clear to me is that there are people out there like you who are running charities and things who really want to see people get through this process um, efficiently and as painlessly as possible and that they can actually help guide you through these things you don't need you don't need to be overwhelmed through a lack of knowledge and you know the unknown and just jumping to all of the worst case scenarios all the time you can maybe do a little bit of research find someone who's actually guiding through people through this process and get you know which makes the process way less overwhelming
1: absolutely and 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 the thing is it's uh the the, press, the the real pressure is trying to learn all this yesterday so that you can apply it today because the children are getting older every day they don't have time for you to waste wallowing and self-pity they need you to be just getting active into doing what needs to be to be done to create that environment for them where they can they can thrive that's the, that's the pressure is is trying to it's a race against the clock and it's it's um it's very very intense and so um but people can do it uh you can do it if if you know what needs to be done at the right time it's it's just it's doable
0: yeah and getting some help with that is, uh, a, yep. is very important. All right. Absolutely. So, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about that today. Um, I think it's really important. And I know that for certain people, this podcast is going to be unbelievably helpful. So I really am uh, thankful that you've come on the show and uh, spoken to us about this today. Is there anywhere that people can find you online?
1: Uh, yeah, the website's up. Um uh, dot org. Dot N Z. Uh, Facebook page also is, um, G O O C N Z. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we just, you can touch base through there. Um, you know, it's, but there's, you know, there's help, there's help all over the place. Uh, if people, uh, look, you know, like I said, community law centers are fantastic. Um, the the 0800 courts are very useful though they can direct you so everything people need to be able to get through this is already there yeah, and and i just urge people to just um start um making moves to better themselves and create that environment for their children
0: thank you so much frank thanks for coming on here and uh, yeah um I'll put the links for those things in the description if anybody wants to uh, click on uh, that Facebook and uh, your website and stuff. And um, are there any other, I mean, I I guess the family law thing and all those things you've uh, recommended, is there any other uh, specific tools and resources out there that you can recommend? Well,
1: yeah, there's... uh... I say there's there's plenty out there there's it's just um, there's plenty out there for for pretty much everybody. What is lacking though is is um, is the actual help for the children. You know when we're, there, we're, there there's so much out there for for mums and dads and grandparents, right? So we're not short of uh, on, on on that, but. Um, in terms of actually helping the children, that's going to come down to the, to the mum and dad and, and the guardians. So it's where you know we got to be able to sort of hug them and hold them and love them and, and just you know just to, just say to them everything's okay. You know we're, we're working it out and um, and we love you. You know and and your your dad loves you and your mum loves you. You know but, um, just reassure them that things will be okay.
0: That's great. Thank you you so much for coming on the show today.
1: No, it was great Great um, talking to you, James. Thanks,
0: thanks, Frank. Cheers. (laughs) I hope that you enjoyed the show, and I really appreciate you stopping by. If you found some benefit from listening to this episode, please hit subscribe and share it with anyone that you think might need it so that we can try to turn the tide on the devastating mental health epidemic that the world is facing. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Break the chain.